Welcome to Behavioral Health in the New Normal, a podcast developed by Prestige Community Resources, aimed at bringing healing back to our community through knowledge, expert advice, and positive messaging. The show is a joint venture between the Department of Behavioral Health and Prestige Community Resources, funded by SAMHSA in response to the challenges currently impacting our communities. Hosted by Paul Wells Sr., who uses over 30 years of extensive clinical social work experience to conduct insightful interviews with experts and professionals on a wide range of topics that impact the Washington, D.C. community. From behavioral health crisis to education to financial hardship and anything in between, this show will provide information and insights that will surely make a difference in your life. Welcome back to the Behavioral Health Series, The New Norm. Uh, this is a podcast series that's uh, a collaboration with between Prestige Community Resources and the Department of Behavioral Health in Washington, D.C. Listen, family, I'm excited to introduce our guest who's really going to describe and just give us some truths about a direct, a direct impact that the pandemic has had on her personally, on her, her profession, and on her family life. Uh, Family, I'd like to introduce you to Natasha Jennifer. Natasha, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hi, guys. Yes, we're so glad to have you. And I know today you're going to be talking about how the pandemic has impacted you, your boyfriend, and your three children. In fact, your entire family tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, and I think you, you're going to talk about your symptoms and how you had to manage your household and the impact it had on your employment. But before we get to that, tell us a little bit about you, where you grew up, where you went to school. Kind of give us a little introduction to yourself. So I was born and raised in Maryland. Um, I went to Westlake High School. That's where I graduated from. Um, after like right after high school, I had my first child. So I was 18 years old when I had my first baby. Um, at that time, I wasn't working. I wasn't doing anything but being a stay-at-home mom. My parents were helping me. So I had a lot of support with that. Um, and at the age of 21, I had my second kid. And at that time I was working. So I was able to support myself and my children. And then um, at the age of 27, I had my third child. But by then, of course, I was doing much better. So here we are. Yeah, yes. Okay. So you're native of the DMV, uh, Maryland. And you have a beautiful family, three children. And uh, so tell me a little bit about how, uh, obviously, based on what I have in front of me, you tested positive for COVID-19. Tell me what that was like. How did you learn of your status? What was the impact on you emotionally? How did it disrupt your family flow? And, and tell, tell us about that, that news you got about testing positive. So it's funny because I had actually went out on Saturday, January 23rd. Mm -hmm. I went to a girls' night my friend had hosted. Um, we had on, like, little shorts and little tank tops. And, of course, you know, when you're drinking, you tend to get hot. So we kind of, like, stepped outside. It's cold outside. So Sunday morning, um, I just thought I had a hangover. And I thought I may have caught a cold from being outside with, barely any clothes on. So um, Monday, because I work at a pediatric office, mm -hmm. I had them test me because Monday I still wasn't feeling well. Right. Um, Monday, I kind of just felt like body chills, um, body aches, 
I just didn't feel myself. I I wasn't in the mood to go to work, but I went okay. anyway. Okay. Um, when they at that, tested at, me, at that time, did you suspect COVID nineteen at all? No. Okay. Okay. I got tested, and my test came back positive, but my job thought that it was negative. One of the nurses tested me, and they thought that the test was negative because I took a rapid mm-hmm. and. It'll show you two lines if you're positive and one if you're negative. So mm-hmm. I saw the second line. It was very faint, but it was there. Okay. Um, at that time, they threw it away, and they told me to go ahead and go back to work and that they would um, call me when my actual test came back, which was going to take a few days. But when I went to go sit back at my desk, I didn't feel comfortable because I knew I was sick and I knew I had symptoms, but I just didn't have all of the symptoms. Exactly. So me being me, I went and dug the test out of the trash and I took it to a provider Mm -hmm. and I asked them, was the test negative or positive? Yes. And the provider told me that it was positive. So they retested me Mm -hmm. and then that one came back positive as well. And then they sent me home. That was, that Um, was the rapid test as well. Yes. So let me go back to the first test episode. So they tested you in two methods. They did a rapid test and then they took a blood test as well? So no, both tests are done through your nose. Okay. But one gets sent off to a lab and then one can be done in the office. And so the nurse, it was her assessment that the test was a negative. And she you, thought it was negative. She thought it was negative. And yes. you thought immediately it was positive. Yeah, because I could see that second line. And so, okay, so you went to a second provider and they confirmed it was positive. Right. Mm-hmm. And so um, at that time, after they sent me home, they told me that I was going to have to bring my boyfriend and my children in to be tested um, the following morning at like six o'clock in the morning oh my god now mind you me not feeling well i mean because as time progressed my symptoms got worse so getting up at five almost 5 30 in the morning to get three kids up myself not feeling well and my boyfriend was also experiencing symptoms too at that time so that was like really hard to get up and drive all the way to virginia to have a test done um they tested them. They didn't get a rapid. They got the test that was sent off to the lab. And I think I got their test results back on Thursday, which we all tested positive. So three days later, you got a positive for everyone in your household. Yes. Can we go back to the symptoms you were experiencing at the time on Monday and the symptoms your boyfriend were experiencing? Were they the same symptoms? Yeah. We both just felt kind of like, really exhausted um our body was really tired almost as if you had maybe like worked out for the entire day or something and Mm. you just it was just like a I can't even describe the feeling like you just feel like you like lazy like you don't want to do anything very lethargic did you have a temperature no no temperature did you have did you have a cough at that time no I had a runny nose um I had a runny nose I had the the body body aches, body chills, and that was it for Monday. And he just stayed in the bed all day. So I know that he didn't feel well because he's not the type to lay in the bed all day. So the the overwhelming uh, symptom really was the fatigue. It was just acute. It was extreme. It was like you had no energy whatsoever. 
Yeah. I, I can't imagine yeah, what it's like to try to get three children off. Just that by itself is a task. And But you're both, you and your boyfriend are feeling sick and you have to get to this clinic at six in the morning. So on Thursday, you get the results. Everyone's positive in the house. What was your reaction to that? Did you respond? Um, as, as much as you would not want your children to have COVID, yeah. um, it was kind of a, of a relief for me because I was then able to be around my kids. Because at first when I would have to be around them, I would have to wear masks. You know, I couldn't touch them. Like as a mother, that hurt me because like, who, what mother doesn't want to, I'm, I'm very affectionate. So like, mm -hmm. I want to touch my kids. Like, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that for me, the first time in 13 years, I'm not able to touch them. Right. I didn't like it at all. No, so when no. their test results came back positive, it was just kind of like, I can't be around you guys. Like, I was really happy about that. But I was also really happy that they were not having symptoms. They were actually yes. asymptomatic. So that was right. a big relief for me. Right. So you didn't have to quarantine and be separate from your children. I know that was a relief. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, in your in your state of distress, you still had to manage your children. You weren't you still weren't feeling well. You still haven't fatigued. Did you have any other did any other symptoms progress uh, during the your experience? Yes. I um I had diarrhea. I mm -hmm. felt nauseous. Mm -hmm. Um I had these really, really bad headaches. A fever is like not a thing. Like the right, headaches right. are serious. And oh my goodness. I had eye pain. I don't know why your eyes hurt, but your eyes hurt. Um, I got nauseous. Mm -hmm. I lost my taste for like an hour, <laughs> an okay. hour max. I lost my taste. Okay. Um, that was not fun at all. No. And the body aches, the chills. I developed a cough. I was sneezing. Mm -hmm. I was very tired. Like I slept a lot during my quarantine period. But fortunately, I didn't hear any difficulty with the breathing. I have difficulty breathing. However, I did have chest pain. It kind of would feel like somebody was like sitting on it. But yes. other than that, I didn't have difficulty breathing at all. Were you fearful that it was going to progressed to a point where you might have to be hospitalized? Was that ever a thought? Uh -uh. I'm very uh, spiritual and it, I believe that God is bigger than this virus. So no, that I never got to a point in my mind where I felt like I was going to have to go to the hospital. Okay. So anxiety and fear, you kind of removed it through your faith. Faith yes. helped you, right. Okay, wow. Absolutely. And I'm sure your partner, your boyfriend, you were able to kind of encourage each other and you, you were supporting each other and that's good. Now, so your family's sick, you have to quarantine. So that obviously means you can't work right now. You can't report work. And so how did you inform your employer and how did they relate to that information that you couldn't come into work right now? Well, they knew that I had it because I tested positive at work. So they knew that I had it. Um, they sent me an email, like telling me what I needed to do and how I needed to move during my quarantine period. But at the end right. of the email, it said that unfortunately they were not going to be able to pay me during my time off, that they would have to use my leave Mm. which I only had 12 hours, which doesn't even cover me for like two full days. Right. So um, at that point, I was worried. Yeah, yeah. That's because I good. still have kids to feed. I still have bills to pay, you know, so. 
So after reading that, did you did you um, call anyone? Did you did you have to advocate for yourself in any way, or you just accepted the written notification? I had to sit and ponder. I thought for a few hours, um, and then I was like, hmm, maybe I should start a GoFundMe because people do it all the time, and the worst that can happen is I won't get anything. Right. But at right. least me reaching out, asking for help. Right. Something has to happen. Um, so I made my GoFundMe. I only received like $125 on the GoFundMe. However, people did cash at me. Um, a lot of people rather had sent the cash app. So I did receive over $1,200 oh. on my cash app from that or whatever. But um, mm -hmm. that, that helped me out a lot, actually. Absolutely. And then I had also posted like that if anybody wanted to like stop and give us care packages or food because mm -hmm. me being on my feet to try to feed them was just a lot. Like I cooked right. dinner on Tuesday night and it was the hardest thing ever, like for me to even try to stand up and do all of that. So um, once I did that, we received a bunch of care packages. We received a bunch of food, mm -hmm. a bunch of cleaning products, just a lot of things. Like people yeah. were really generous. There is definitely, a, I'm sure, a sense of vulnerability when you're in, in that uh, position where you can't work, you're not feeling well, you got to pay the bills, the children are there, their needs don't stop just because everything else is shut down. And so... Uh, I, I'm so delighted to hear that family, friends, and, and possibly some strangers uh, had sensitivity you know, and the wherewithal to, to reach out and support you. What would it have looked like for you if that support wasn't provided? No, no cash app, no GoFund. Uh, how would that that would have been rough? I would have huh? been behind with everything. I yeah. would not have been able to pay my bills. Right. Um, I don't even, I don't even know what I would have done because at that point, like, you know, when you just catch COVID out of the blue, like you're not prepared for it. No. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. So I, I would have been, I would have been short. <laughs> like, right. I don't know what I would have done. I don't even want to think about that because I know that some people don't have what I was able to receive. And I really, honestly, I couldn't imagine now, I was really listening closely to your timeline of events, and I'm not inclined to believe that that outing you had was where you contracted the virus. Because I think I, what I heard, I think I heard you say is you went out that weekend and then Monday you were On sick. On Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you believe you contracted the virus at that, at that engagement? So, no, because I told everyone that, I, okay, so Saturday when I was to my girl's night, Sunday, you know, it's football day. My boyfriend had friends over. Um, nobody had it. Everybody went to go get tested. Nobody that was around us had it, except for one person caught it. My son, however, he went to his father's um, parents' house over the weekend. And when he came back home, he had a cold. I see. I thought he just had a cold, so I right. treated it as a cold because he didn't have a fever, but he did tell me that his eyes hurt. I see. I and see. I feel like when your eyes are hurting and you feel just like lazy and tired, I feel like those are signs. But I had spoke with a provider at my job about it, um, and they said that he probably just had a common cold, so I didn't think anything of it. Yeah, right. But then when I caught it, then we all had it. And so I really think my son bought it home. Right. But 
I'm not going to blame anything on my but, child. But, but, but that's what's significant about all of this is you really, it's almost impossible to pinpoint. To know where you got it from. That exactly. initial point of contact and who got infected and who brought it in the house. But what I do know, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that you don't uh, present with that, is some people feel very guilty about everyone in the house being ill and there's a and there's a possibility that I brought the virus in the house uh, and so I, I I hope that wasn't the case with you that you were burdened with this thought that man it's it's because of me hanging out that everyone good I wasn't people shouldn't honestly um anytime you step foot out of your door out of your home you're you can you're easily risk. catch it any any i mean because because for the people that are asymptomatic and they don't think that they have it mm -hmm. i mean it's so easily to like spread it that absolutely. way absolutely so uh, are you back to work yet i am okay and uh i'm sure they welcomed you back i know you're you're valuable to the practice there um did you share with them uh or did you recommend any change in the policy around how H the human resources should handle someone if they test positive? Do you think there should be a change in their practice? Do you think people should get paid while they're out sick? I definitely do think that they should pay while people are out. I also feel like if people are having symptoms, instead of them allowing them to stay at work, they should definitely be sent home um, during that time because we have patients, we have, you know, workers there, like, no, that's easily how you spread something. And um, I don't necessarily like the way that they do things there, but it pays my bills. And until I can find something else, then I have to do what I have to do. So I just you let know, them do their own thing. I can appreciate the delicate balance it is for business owners to you know, keep operating and, and, you know, it impacts their budget. And, you know, it's always, do I close? Do I stay open? How do I manage, you know, the office? And, and but you're right. If someone's reporting symptoms, uh, they need to get tested and go home. Yeah. We, we need to confirm that. Uh, now, I know at the practice, you always wore gloves. What? I'm sure you always wore masks at work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And frequently washed your hands. Uh, but we have still, to. Still, it's patient care. You're a frontline worker. And you still have direct contact with patients. And so, you know, there's some risk involved, absolutely. How, how is your family feeling now? Have they fully recovered everyone? Yes, thank, thank what goodness. A what a Everybody is doing great. We have sanitized our home. We had to clean everything. Um, like doing laundry was like really hard because like you have to keep everything in bags and, you know, so the virus, I guess, doesn't get out of the bag or whatever, but we had to spray the bags down. It was just, it was a lot, honestly. A lot, yeah. Yeah. Give me the name, the first name of, or shout out to three people who you thought were really there for you during that time. Who were those three people? <sighs> shout out to my social media. There we go. There we for go. For helping me, for reposting and sharing everything. Shout out to my mom. A, a definite shout out to my boyfriend's parents for sure. Family matters. Uh, you know, my, my my father, may he rest in peace, would always say to me, say to us that you know who your friends are when you get sick. You know who your true friends are when you get sick. So in that moment of vulnerability, those people who are there for you to support you through it are, are true and tested. And you better 
better better let them know. Um, shout out to mom. Moms are, are so important, aren't they? What's your mom's yes. name? Belinda. Belinda. We appreciate you, Belinda. We love you, Belinda. <laughs> All right. Love sure, you, mom. We sure do. So before we close, was there any home remedy that you applied that you thought helped you uh, get through your recovery experience? Is there anything you did? We drank a lot of orange juice. Hmm. Um, we took vitamin C gummies. We took zinc. We took elderberry syrup. Mm -hmm. um, we had sea moss. So we would mix that in like the kids' applesauce and stuff so that they wouldn't know that they were taking it. Um, right, right. And we had soup, like a lot of soup. Okay. okay. And medicine balls from Starbucks too. Those were great. Okay, good, good. Well, I'm so thankful to hear that you fully recovered, the, the boyfriend and the children. It sounded like it, it was a pretty scary experience. However, your faith undergirded you and got you through it with some confidence and with some expectation and with some hope that um, that there will be a day that you're fully recovered and ready to return to some norm normal activity. Now, has, has the has the experience left you traumatized? Meaning, now are you anxious about leaving the house and being around people? Are you hyper vigilant about now how you move? No. No, okay. because again, I feel like I could go to the grocery store and get it or just, right. I mean, literally anywhere. So no, I'm, right. I'm not, I'm not going to live my life in fear because of a virus. No. What about this vaccine? Do you plan on taking the vaccine? Absolutely not. Okay. And tell me why. And I, and I share your, your, your position, but why, why are you leaning towards no? Um, I just feel like one, they came up with it too fast, way too fast. And the fact that they're pushing it on everybody, I just don't agree with that because I heard that they may have a thing where if you want to fly or you want to go somewhere, you have to have the vaccine. They've never done that with any other vaccine. So I just don't like the way they're pushing it on us. Yeah, the man, the mandate makes you a little more suspicious. Why are you mandating it under certain people conditions? People are getting sick from it. Like, I just don't agree with it at all. Like, uh -uh. So we just got to continue to, you know, update uh, and keep learning and educate ourselves about the risks and the benefits of, of the vaccine. And it's really a personal choice. It really is a personal choice. Um, what would you like to tell the audience in closing uh, or specifically, what would you say to someone who at the moment of watching this podcast, they either just learned they were positive or they're experiencing some symptoms? What are some, give, give some words of encouragement. Um, I would tell them that everything will definitely be okay. Um, just make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure that you're not laying in bed all day. Try to move around at least 15 minutes out of every hour, at least. Like, at, at least just try to get up and move around. Like, don't, like, because you know you're sick, don't sink into that. Like, get up, move around, shower, still, still try to do things that you would do on a normal basis. Don't let, don't let the virus, like, beat you up. Like, you beat the virus up and, and win. There you go. I like that. I like that. I hope the audience really took note of what uh, Miss Natasha is recommending. Uh, Miss Jennifer, this has been a, a pleasant experience. And I appreciate the transparency and the honesty uh, because, it, you know, 
we need to know. We need to know what the experience is like in the unfortunate event any one of us uh, test positive and or uh, become sick as a result. Um, the good news is your family fully recovered. The good news is your faith really undergirded the experience and, and allowed you to, uh, I'm, I'm sure, was the primary intervention that you use uh, to get through it. Um, I'm hoping people listen to the story and take heed. Listen, we got to be careful. We got to wear masks. We got to wash our hands. We got to maintain distance. And I'm encouraging everyone to get tested. Please get tested. Know your status. Even you if you're, even if you don't have symptoms, like definitely. Because, and right, because we want to protect those who we love, and of course, we want to protect our health as well. Um, Natasha, this is good, man. I appreciate you. Uh, give a kiss to your mom, Miss Belinda. There you go. So you appreciate it. Yeah. So for our audience, if you want more information about who we are and what we do here at Prestige, please visit us at our website. And that can we can be reached at prestigecommunityresources.org. In fact, Miss Jennifer, do you have a, a point of contact where people can reach you? Yes, you guys can follow me on Instagram at underscore Tosh Renee. That's T-O-S-H-R-E-N-E-E -E -E underscore. Or you can follow my business page at Zone618LLC. All right. I'm sure you're going to get some people going to reach out to you. Uh, That's fine. Inquire more. And, and it sounds like you're, you're willing to be a support to them. I'm a people if, person, if so I'm more than open to talking to whoever. Audience, thank you for joining us for this episode. It has really been a pleasure. Until next time, stay safe and be well. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>